Hi, I'm Dr. Katie. I'm both a medical doctor and a breast cancer survivor. And today I'm going to continue talking about sleep, which is a big theme of ours this week in our Wellness Basics series. If you haven't checked out um, any of the videos that we have been um, posting on social media, please do. Um, sleep is is vital to your well-being. And so today I'm going to talk a little bit in this podcast about why we need eight hours of sleep. Um, I find, you know, for myself, the world looks a lot um, brighter when I've had a good night's sleep. Um, But it's more than just how you feel the next day. Um, We know when people don't sleep well, you know, say you slept two hours, um, you know, that sleep deprivation is sort of like having had alcohol. Your brain is a little bit more foggy. It doesn't respond as well. Um, You're more likely to be injured or not perform as well um, at work. But if you find that sleep is is an issue um, for more than just a night or two, chronic poor um, sleep, not sleeping enough, can lead to a lot of medical problems and mental health problems. So um, diabetes, um, it can increase your chance of heart disease, hypertension, um, it can weaken your immune system. Um, you're more likely to um, suffer from mental illness and just not be as resilient. Um, furthermore, if you're not sleeping well, you're actually um, you're more likely to die. So it can shorten your lifespan. So sleeping enough is, is vital. But unfortunately, um, around 40% of us aren't sleeping enough these days. Um, and, you know, uh, why is that? I don't know. I think it varies for different people. We live much busier lives. Um, and, you know, if you aren't sleeping well, it's, it's important to make sure that it's not due to um, an underlying medical condition. The best thing to do um, if you're struggling with poor sleep um, is to make sure that there's not some sort of treatable, reversible cause like sleep apnea or um, an underlying mental health condition or a problem with, with your lungs um, or something else like heart failure, for example, problems with your thyroid. Um, but for the vast majority of people, Um, They aren't sleeping well because they have poor sleep hygiene. And what does that mean? That just simply means the rituals and the habits they have surrounding um, how they spend their day, how they prepare to go to sleep and stay asleep um, aren't aren't good. They're getting in the way of of them sleeping well. So what are some of the things um, that lead to good sleep hygiene so that you get the seven to nine hours of sleep that your body needs to be well rested. Um, Well, what that would look like is um, minimizing your caffeine consumption during the day. Um, You know, if you're gonna exercise really hard, that's great during the day. Um, Exercise at night, lighter or more relaxing exercise can be really great for sleep. Making sure that you have a great sleep environment. So we know that cold, dark (laughs) rooms tend to be better for sleep. 
Um, we know that it's really important to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time every day, particularly for um, helping with your circadian rhythm. So that's sort of like the body's natural um, internal clock of, of wake and sleep. Um, other important things are um, avoiding lots of screens. So we know now from the research that the way when you the way that you look at screens or when you look at screens prior to sleep can actually stimulate the brain and make it harder to fall asleep, um, which can be you know an issue. So we recommend not sitting in bed looking at Netflix or your phone or working on computer work if you're hoping to fall asleep um, and really starting a ritual um, surrounding how you sleep what that looks like for you I know for me it's I have that horrible habit of of lying in bed and staring at my my phone and a lot of times it's mindless stuff where it's stuff that doesn't need to be done at that time like looking at social media for you know the 16th time that day or um, checking emails and, and all of that um, now if you are struggling with your sleep um, one thing that doesn't help is stressing about it. Um, sometimes I find that when people start to focus on their poor sleep and changing habits, that they tend to start stressing. Um, and that just leads to them feeling anxious about um, falling asleep in the whole ritual. If you're somebody that finds that they struggle to fall asleep because um, of worrying thoughts that are, are racing through their mind, um, doing things like journaling and mindfulness meditation can be very helpful for that. Um, mindfulness meditation actually is something that we know is helpful for treating in, in, insomnia or the inability to sleep. I had, I had mentioned earlier avoiding caffeine. I should talk a bit about alcohol because I haven't yet mentioned that. So for people who drink, um, I don't know if you've noticed that when you drink alcohol, you find that when you're really intoxicated, you pass out or you want to sleep. Um, so it might come to um, you as a surprise that drinking alcohol actually um, can worsen your sleep problems because although you can you know, fall asleep from intoxication, you actually don't sleep as deeply. Alcohol interferes with the ability of, of the body to enter sleep, the sleep state that leads to restful sleep. So there's different stages of the sleep cycle, and there's certain stages of the sleep cycle that your body needs to enter to really um, rejuvenate itself. And when you um, drink alcohol, you happen to fall asleep, but you don't fall asleep deeply enough to be rejuvenated. So that can cause issues with with um sleep and of course drugs you know drug use um really can impact the sleep cycle especially um drugs that are stimulants you know any of that sort of um you know methamphetamine type drug can cause you to stay awake when you're on it and then crash when you're not and really interfere with your sleep cycle 
Um, so avoiding toxins, I think, is an important thing. Healthy eating, exercise, working on your overall well-being is going to increase your sleep. Um, and if you want to um, improve some of your chronic diseases, if you have them, or prevent getting them, um, making sure that you're sleeping enough is, is, is vital. It's vital to your well-being. Um, the other thing I should mention that I didn't mention earlier is the effects of sleep on um, weight. So there was a British-based study, population-based study, that was looking at the impact of sleep and looking at the burden of, of sleep issues in the UK. And they found that one in three British people um, had sleep issues. It cost them a lot. They found that um, Brits who were sleeping less than um, seven hours a night compared to those that were sleeping more than nine hours were um, 30% more likely to be obese. They also found that Brits who um, were sleeping less than seven hours, I believe, um, were 13% more likely to die at a 13% more likely mortality rate. So um, I thought that that was pretty pretty profound. And um, the impact of sleep um, on your your waistline is is it's a thing and it's important to um, make sure that you're sleeping enough to maintain a healthy weight and certainly to lose weight I know for myself um, weight is uh, and being overweight has always been an issue for me um, um, I guess because of, of my genetics I um, have to be very strict with my my diet or I will gain weight but I know firsthand that if if I don't sleep well, I actually don't lose weight. It can in- interfere with my ability um, to maintain a healthy weight and to lose weight. So um, that's a that's an important thing. And if you're struggling with your sleep, um, you know that's okay. <laughs> it's very common. Um, I'm just gonna recap some of the advice that I've given. Um, it's important to rule out any sort of medical reversible causes. Um, it's important to really focus on lifestyle um, changes to help. Um, that's, you know, just practicing good sleep hygiene. So um, just take it, you know, a week at a time or um, a day at a time in terms of um, developing more habits. You know, so if caffeine is something that you consume a lot of, reduce your caffeine intake. And I can't stress the importance of having um, a strict bedtime routine. Um, so that habit of, of, you know, aiming for if you're trying to go to bed at 9, you know, limiting your screen time at 8. Not having a big meal after 7. Um, and you know, doing things that are going to relax you and help you be able to rest your mind and your body and fall asleep, whether that's taking a walk, doing some yoga, journaling, having a a nice warm bubble bath, (laughs) whatever it is that um, works for you. And, And then just trying to go to sleep. Now, if you're someone that struggles with waking up in the middle of the night, that's another thing that should be looked at. Um, you know, why are you waking up? 
there are a variety of reasons that people wake up in the middle of the night or early, early in the morning, and that's important to get your doctor to look at. You know, maybe you're getting up to use the bathroom. Do you have to use the bathroom a lot? Is this a long-standing thing, you know? Maybe your doctor needs to test you for something like diabetes. Um, if you're aging, you know, it's not uncommon to need to get up more and more in the middle of the night because your bladder control changes when you age. These are just things that, you know, some of the many things that I would be looking at if someone came to me. Um, you know, I can't stress the importance of talking to your doctor to get support to make sure that there aren't um, conditions that, that need to be treated. And then, you know, working on your sleep hygiene. Um, and, you know, maybe there's, if you like seeing a naturopath, see your naturopath. Um, now, I always try to to talk about medication for sleep because I get a lot of people that come to me that just want a quick fix. They don't want to do any of the sort of lifestyle things. Um, they want a tablet and there are a few different types of medicine or classes of medication that we have prescribed in the short term for sleep. Um, you know, sometimes they can work to help people, um, I guess, get their kind of sleep habits back in line. But for most people, the role of medication is very limited unless we are treating an underlying cause um, like hyperthyroidism, and we're treating the hyperthyroidism. Sometimes we'll give things like um, benzodiazepines, so that's things like Valium, short term, um, but they can be addictive, and your body gain, can gain a tolerance to them. That's why people need more and more and more of them. And um, it's sort of a Band-Aid fix, and it's not something that I particularly um, prescribe for sleep, um, then there's things like first-generation antihistamines. Those are things like Phrenergan, um that people will use for sleep. Um, again, in the short term, maybe they're on a long-haul flight. If you're in um, the U.S., things like Ambien can be prescribed. Those are That's actually outlawed and not approved to be used in other countries because of adverse um, side effects. And then there's something called melatonin um, in some countries that can be bought over the counter. Um, and there's a limited evidence base for that. It can help restore the circadian rhythm. Um, there's a, a limited evidence base for it to use for about up to six weeks. For, for some people, they find that helpful. The kind of classic story you hear is, is that traveler who has gone to different, vastly different time zones and they um, are using it to kind of help their adapt to their sleep patterns to the new time zone. Um, these are medications that are occasionally prescribed for sleep um, and they're just a band-aid fix. Some people find them helpful in the short term but they're rarely or should be rarely prescribed um, until after You've really trialed lifestyle things, um, and they do have a role for certain people in certain specific time-limited situations. Um, the biggest thing is sorting out your sleep hygiene and looking at medical reversible causes.
Um, so this has just been um, a, a few minutes <laughs> to talk about sleep and the importance of sleep. Um, I just cannot stress as a basic wellness principle, if you want to be well and if you want to thrive, you need to be sleeping. So um, that's it for today's podcast. Any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me on social media um, and follow us on social media for, for more information. Thank you.